The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff. Three o'clock on the dot, you know what that means. It's time for Matt, Lana, and the King. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Driving home Atlanta is a traffic jam. But we got Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. All righty, we go. In our 3 o'clock hour, it's Chuck and Chernoff on your radios. As Westy just sang to you, we are on the fan on FM at 93.7. AMing it today, it's sunny, so that's a big help at 680. And, of course, on the 680 The Fan mobile app. The 3 o'clock hour is presented by This Stuff Matters, helping you make the most out of what matters most. Like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast at thisstuffmatters.net. Let's start the festivities by saying hello to Charles. Hey, Matt. Chuck. I could sing in Spanish right now. All right, let me hear it. Se llama Gloria. I like it. Give me more. This song is about insisting you wear a condom during sex. Oh. It's important to learn something new, and I just did. That's pretty good. I like this song. Good. I'm glad. Makes me happy. Uh, Braves pitchers and catchers, Chuck, as you call them, P's and C's. On the field today for their first official workout of 2024, and they were doing baseball things. But you want to know what the biggest news of the day from Northport was? Are you sitting down? Will be. The entire show. Luis Guillermo is in camp. (laughs) Oh, we got Guillermo. Early. We got Luis. He's in camp. Luis has showed up. Now we can go. Now, uh, Alex Anthopoulos joined the locker room this morning. I'm going to play some of this for you in a minute, but I would tell you to go listen to the whole interview. At the beginning, Alex has questions about Kyle Shanahan. Like, Alex is all of us. He has put himself in this awful place where he's a Falcon fan now and a Hawks fan. So I'm going to play that for you in a minute. But I would not share this with Alex, Chuck. But I had a thought last night. It was a pretty negative thought. Concerning? Well... So we're all convinced the Braves are winning 95 or 100 games. All the projections, all the betting markets yeah, all think the same. they're division champs. Right. Sometimes in sports, weirdness happens. So what if they get crushed with injury, underachieving uh, seasons from certain people, and they just they have to slink their way into the play, uh, playoffs with 86 or 87 wins? If that happened, there's a chance there are Braves fans who are like, good, I like that path more than the path of the last couple of years. And and here's what I mean. The last four times the Braves have been in the postseason, go back to 2020 and 2021. Although it was a Mickey Mouse postseason in 20, the Braves had to play a best of three series against the, uh, the Reds, right? And they won the first two games, these very close 
low-scoring sweat jobs at an empty Truist Park. Then they had to play a best-of-five in the NLDS in Houston, I believe, against the Marlins, and they swept them. Then they had the 3-1 series lead in the NLCS before letting it get away against the Dodgers, so they took the tough path there, and they were a game away from the series. They in Texas for that? They were. At Arlington, yeah. Yeah. Then in 2021, they won 88 games, so they started on the road in Milwaukee. Had, they lost game one in Milwaukee and then won the next three, beat the Dodgers in six, and we know beat the Astros in six, so they took the tough, uh, tougher path. Then you go to 2021, and, or excuse me, 2022 and 2023, and they lost six of eight games to the Phillies with having a week off, having the best record, home field advantage, and it didn't matter either of those years. So I'm not telling you I want that path again, but there are Brave fans that if that scenario that I just said, they won 87 Struggled with injuries, got into the playoffs, would be like, all right, I'll take my chances with the tougher path. Uh, no, you don't want that. Uh, you, don't, you don't, I don't. Because you know some Brave fans would go, why not? It worked for us before. Those were two tough outcomes the past two seasons. You still don't want that. I, I don't care about – there is no such thing as a karma place that we get into as an 88-win team where we're more likely to win. No, what happens when you're really talented but injury, 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 Mm -hmm. it's not you get on a magical postseason run. It's you get to October and start Deoria Hernandez, which the Braves had to do at – the last what you're talking about, what was the year where everybody was busted up so by that was October? Like 2010, maybe. That was like a 70 win roster. But you would agree. When, the, agree when they played the Giants? Yes. Rick Ann Keel, like, not only did he start, we needed him. So, but in 2021, you had stuff that you could never, ever expect happen. That would never happen again. Like, to win a championship, you needed a two week heater from Eddie Rosario that he made a deal with the devil to make. Right? Jorge Soler. I wonder if every champion out. has that. Uh, they do. That's my point. Yeah. And, like, the Braves have been the most talented team the last two years. That ultimately doesn't matter unless you get some of that, what you just said, magic carpet or somebody gets hot that you don't expect. And I just it's one of those things to consider. No, I don't want that. I'm just saying I had that thought last night. So here is Alex with the locker room earlier today. He talked about many different topics, including – the impact Chris Sale will have not only on the field but on younger guys in his clubhouse. I think what he's going to do for all the young guys we have with him and Charlie Morton, it's hard to quantify, but I'm a big, big believer that when guys look back down the road, the impact that the Mortons will have had in their career and Sale will have in their career, the way they go about it, I think will be huge. We can downplay Great. that stuff all we want. Alex believes that, and yeah. I, I really think that's not just like a talking point. They like certain guys. Now, maybe Chris also has that edge to him beyond just the work mm-hmm. ethic and the, the the pitching stuff that also can rub up. You know, I'm seeing that a lot out of like Spencer Strider showing me some edge and it's, it's freaking February. And he's like, everybody around here needs to uh, chin up. Like I, I see him like picking his words wisely. He's like, yeah, we should think world series are bust. Yeah. We should all have the right mindset. Yeah. Like everybody, he, AJ Minter said it. And Spencer's like, good. Everybody should say it. Like Spencer's given me some of that, which I think other guys hopefully yeah, will he, rub off. He, you, you can't lead from the bench. Like, you can't lead from, like, middle of the bullpen. And you can't make the club in the tub. So, to be able to be that chest out and say that stuff, it takes a lot more. I mean, excuse me, it carries a lot more coming from him than Mentor, for instance. All right. It just the, does. The topic of Max Fried's future came up. Alex does a beautiful job. He tap dances like a wonder here on re-signing Max or just generally building his roster. When we're trying to sign these guys, you know, we're trying to make sure that we're signing them with the long term in mind that we can still continue to have a great team around them. So we're going to try on all these guys, Max included. I mean, that goes without saying he's great. He's awesome. But it will always be with the intent of hopefully continuing to be competitive. He's not going to answer. Now, like if I'm doing odds on this, it's a very long shot that Max is back. This would be the upset of all upsets. Now, if you all in any of you in the audience believe the Braves were in on Aaron Nola, then you'll believe they'll bring back Max. I don't believe they were really in the way that it's been described on Nola because if they were, well, then they would resign Max because it's 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 in that ballpark of what Nola's offer would have been if it was real. It would be a no-brainer to give it to Max. I haven't believed the Nola thing since it happened. I thought it could be true, but, boy, it will be unusual, and I'll be surprised if we get confirmation. That was my very first thought when I heard it. I've never seen anything that made me believe it more than that. And anybody who does believe it, why would they have offered that to Aaron and not Max? He's a horse. Don't get me wrong. Max is better. I like Aaron Nola. Max is better. So if they weren't going to give it to Max, they were, whatever. Why am I screaming? I'm sorry. I apologize for my tone. It was, it was not necessary. 
Uh, here is Alex on this uh, World Series or bust thing. We've heard Str- uh, Strider. Now, AJ, is he okay with his players having that mentality? Whatever fuel these guys want to use, the fact they're not, you know, satisfied with making the postseason and so on, and they're looking at things that way, fantastic. I like it. I like that these guys have a chip. I like that they're, they're motivated, they're driven. I think it's a great sign. It is. You just don't want these guys being revved with the engine on high starting in April. You know how long of a grind this is. Like, that's one great thing about the Braves. They have never, ever acted like an April baseball game or a June baseball game or even an August baseball game is do or die like some other franchises the Mets. And that mentality is good, but you can also burn yourself out on that mentality if it's really going to be there for six months. Like, you need to be there in September and October. That was what I brought up yesterday about I, I appreciate the attitude. I don't know if I need a refrain. I don't need a constant, like, mantra of World no. Series or bus. We all know it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you sitting? Oh, you still are sitting down. I will be for a while. Guess what we have for you. Oh, do we? We have Falcon Rumors. Matt heard a rumor. What's going to happen between now and uh, the beginning of free agency in the draft is we're going to have rumors every day. Chuck, I got a handful of quarterback rumors for you. This one from Chad Forbes, who says the Falcons, along with the Vikings and Patriots, could all have an interest in pro bowler Gardner Menchu, who is a free agent. He worked for cheap last year. That will not be as much the case this year. He's like entering. Remember Case Keenum? Worked for cheap, worked for cheap, and then got broke off. But he's still cheaper than the market. Yes, he's not going to get $42 million no. like Daniel Jones or whomever. All right, so we got that when he says they could all have an interest. I like this one. I, I could have an interest in having dinner later on tonight. That's a rumor. Uh, this one from Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk who said, the Falcons and Steelers are the two teams that Kirk Cousins and his camp are keeping a close eye on. Oh, I didn't know Kirk had a camp. What kind of camp does Kirk have? Would uh, that just be his agent? His wife oh. and his agent, or his agent's wife and the two wives. Go, yeah. Two wives? They talk back and forth and text. And Well, they've got their eyes on the Falcons, yeah. keeping an eye on them. If you had to choose between the Falcons. That's Macbeth stuff happening. <laughs> wow. If you had to pick between the Falcons and Steelers, if your cousin's camp, wife's from Roswell. Steelers. Married now for Retta. Get a chance to work with uh, Kyle Pitts and Bijan, Drake London. You get to play indoors as your old arm doesn't Tom have to deal with the it. Roonies, the Steelers fans, the. I don't think Kirk Cousin cares about the fans. I don't know. Was he care- I, I mean this sincerely. I, if What's I- he want at the very end? He wants the best chance to win. Right. He's already been paid. He's already thrown for a lot of yards. So he probably what- wants the best chance to win. And where do you go? You go to winning organization. Okay, what division are they playing in? Um, the AFC North. Okay, who's in that division? Uh, the Bengals and the Browns and the. Uh, Say it. Yeah. The, the Ravens. Yeah. How about the NFC South? You want to come here and have a chance to win? Uh, it's a little different. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Bucko. Um, this from... You should, no, I'm sorry. A veteran... Did, life's too short for a 35 or 36-year-old guy to go to the Island of Misfit Toys. He does not want to go to that. He, he does not want that life with the Ravens and the Browns and the Bengals. You don't want that. You don't want this life. Oh, I think anybody would... This is a great life. The expectation is lower. He gets to be an old dude playing indoors instead of playing out with the winds in no, Pittsburgh. I, Ugh. With this Against franchise that... What was happening at the end of the regular season? The Steelers are getting ready with their fourth quarterback, right. getting ready for a playoff game while we were having a... A press conference without the general manager and the owner was going, really, y'all noticed? You're right, but that's you and I live in that. Kirk Cousins has been playing football. He's going to meet with Raheem. He may be right. He'll meet with Arthur Blank and Terry Fontenot. The history is not going to matter to him. The dollars and the opportunity will. Uh, This from former Falcon uh, quarterback and legend Kirk Bankert. He says, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Falcons, I'm doing whatever I can to move up to get Jaden Daniels. He could have a Stroud-type impact immediately, and he wrote immediately in all caps, with the roster they currently have. Okay, that means playoffs. I'm in. And then this one, Chuck, from Plaxico Burris, who believes the Falcons could be a good destination for Justin Fields. His quote, everybody's saying Atlanta's one quarterback from being able to compete in the NFC South. Uh, how are we calling the tweets that we're reading? Well, those aren't tweets. These are... Oh, I'm sorry, rumors. Falcon rumors. Rumors, yes, rumor. How- <laughs> Like of all the rumors that Matt heard, why are we, like, how do we, like, winnow out the ones that aren't you know, How do enough. I know? They're rumors. How do I Don't know what's cut. Well, that's the beauty of a rumor. How could I tell if they're going to... Like, when I tell you Plaxico Burris says Justin Fields Falcons or Kirk Benkert says Jaden Daniels, that's that's a wonderful... Former Falcon. Legend. Yeah. Kirk well, Falcon. Now, uh, Zach Robinson, the Falcon OC, yesterday said they're evaluating, uh, evaluating everybody at quarterback, including Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. All options are open. 
But again, they're going to try to move Desmond, so they want to pretend they have a little bit of value, a little bit of something. Yeah. He has not watched Ritter play. He said, but he's excited to watch a little bit more on film of Ritter. So Jimmy Lake said the uh, Falcons late front defense will be a base three, four, but of course they want to be multiple in play fast, free and physical Lake front. Now, all those comments I just told you from the uh, coordinators are just typical cliched, not a big deal, you know, a pretty typical exercise from uh, coordinators. They shouldn't, they should not instill much of a reaction unless you're D Orlando led better. D D led retweeted a Ken Segura piece that uh, Segura wrote about Jimmy Lake. And the headline was no one believes in the Falcons defensive coordinator, Jimmy Lake more than Raheem Morris, right? Not a big deal until D led retweets the post and writes, send some good vibes his way. Lake has never called a regular season NFL game. He's called college game. Okay. Then D-Led But Jan is not breaking news. Remember, we talked about that as soon as he got yeah. hired. Like, he's only called plays in college for twi- uh, two years, but whatever. Typically, you don't call your first play until you're defense coordinator of the league, so this is not, you know. No, it's just, a, it's just a fact more than a criticism. So when, again, D-Led posted, no one believes in new defensive coordinator Jimmy Lake more than Raheem Morris. <laughs> D-Led writes, he's failed on a big scale. Getting fired as a head coach at the University of Washington in November of 2021 after less than two years on the job. The fall included an incident which he appeared to strike a Huskies player and shove him in the back on the sideline of a game. All of which is true. D-Led. Not new, but it is accurate. He is just. It all is true, every word. Why is he so angry? I, I, I don't know that he is angry. It sounds like he is, and I. He says he's angry. He sounds pretty angry. He's bothered something. again. He's, he's put out. I, I can't believe this is just about the presser being 11 days after they hired Raheem, and he was out of town. Like, you got to get over that. And here's the thing. You're doing this on a public forum, so you're letting everybody see you spat. No, I think he wants you to see it. Like, that's his goal. I don't know what the outcome is supposed to be, but somebody go get your guy D-Lady. He's not happy. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. We'll take your winging it idea answers at the Harrah's Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. Uh, I'm curious who the most soothing play-by-play voice that you would turn to. I bring it up because Vern Lundquist, you saw the news on Vern. Uh, last Masters. Yeah, he's going to call his last. Rest in peace. Well, he's not. No, he's just going to call his last tournament in Augusta. But Vern is one of, whether he's calling football, certainly golf, just soothing. You love to hear the tones of Vern Lundquist. So who would you say is the most soothing of play-by-play voices? Now, I have a couple of choices here, Charles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to one of my favorites who I thought was overlooked a lot. Pete Van Weeren had one of the great soothing voices. Skip was funny and beloved and different. And you know what Pete was? Grinder, the professor. But he just had a great soothing. He, he had a little bit of Vin Scully to him. The way he was just a soothing sound. And they would bounce between play-by-play, color, radio, and TV. Yep. And so there were only three of them at the outset. And so you would get sometimes just a solo broadcast. He was, He's everybody awesome. would say he was such a pro. When we get Pete on the show years ago before he passed, I would just find myself just like listening. Wonderful. I mean, like, I got to ask another question, but Pete was just, it was, it was soothing. Not even kidding. If you've ever listened to David Hubbard do any sort of game. Hubby, yeah, sure. Hubby's a good sound. It is the like we did a game where it was for the AFL championship game winning field goal for the title as time expired. Yes. <laughs> same as Winchuck's yes. dinner. Yeah. No, he's great. I wrong. Think, I think Ben Ingram's got some of that too. He does. He does. I think Ben's got that. Uh Colin Madden, who's soothing as a play by play voice. Jim Nance, but specifically golf. Yeah. Golf. That's his wheelhouse. Right. Uh, Brian Gephardt, who's uh, who's got a soothing play-by-play voice. No joke, I had the exact same thing written down, but I also, Vince Scully, who you That's mentioned. Right. Those yep. are the two. Yep. Yep. Uh, Heath, I think he went to take a dump. That's fine, we'll come back to him a little bit later. Uh, you guys will send your answers to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed, who's got a soothing play-by-play voice. Uh, coming up in less than 15 minutes, your chance to win Chuck's dinner. I win. Well, maybe, or the callers will win. We'll do it coming up. Coming up next, though, if age and money matter, the Falcons have to walk away from this potential quarterback option. I walk in, that bitch is ready. It's a bit aggressive. Yeah. I'll share the name I'm referring to next. All right, we're getting there with these updates. This is not on Heath at all. It's Heath's first time doing them. You got Cullen yelling in your ear to hit the uh, outro with the uh, station moniker. You're do- you-, you identified yourself on that one. 
That's a plus, right? You did, Baby doing, steps. You're doing fine. The voice, I can hear I, the voices fighting it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the best week to have a cold. We're going to make it work. You know what you are, worth? Warrior. Oh, yeah. You're a warrior. Super. Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan. That means we're on the mighty FM at 93.7. The AM at 680. And, of course, we are all across the world on our 680 The Fan mobile app. The 3 o'clock hour of our show is presented by This Stuff Matters, helping you make the most out of what matters most. You can like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast at thisstuffmatters.net. If you guys want to have your shot to win Chuck's dinner, you can't win. You can take your shot now at 404-231-1680. Last week, we let our uh, sleazy salespeople do it. This week, we open it up to you guys again. So jump aboard. You jump aboarders. If you want to play, we'll do it coming up in just a couple of moments. But first, I told you if age and money matter, the Falcons might have to make a very difficult decision. Let me take you back to the middle of the Falcon coaching search when Bill Belichick was getting all the talk. There were many different reasons the Falcon fan did not want Bill Belichick. One of them was just simply his age. The response was, I don't want a 71, about to be 72-year-old, who will not be here longer than a couple or three years. Okay, it's fine. I wonder if that same thing applies for your quarterback. Because Kirk Cousins is a very hot name around Falcons world. He's about to be 36 years old in August, and you know the drill. Yes, he's coming off an Achilles. The likelihood is he's here for a year, maybe two, and if everything goes perfect, 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 he would be here three years. I think it's wonderful that Kirk's wife is from Roswell. That's a nice little connection. They got married now, Alfreda. She went to Georgia. Awesome. I think it's great that Raheem Morris was on Washington's coaching staff when Cousins was there. They have a connection. It's great. Zach Robinson coached with Sean McVay, who coached Cousins. It's great. It's a connection. I still think this is going to come down to two things. Number one, the money. Number two, the guarantee. Before the season in 2023, Kirk asked for a three-year guaranteed deal from the Vikings. The Vikings said no. And aren't they glad they did say no because, well, nobody would have guessed an Achilles, but older players typically have a chance to get hurt. you think they're glad that they don't have two more guaranteed years right I, now? I do because I don't think they're convinced they're going to re-sign him. If he asks them again for guaranteed money, I think Minnesota's going to move on, which is what brings me to the Falcons. I can't give him more than a year of guaranteed money. I will give him a first with a chance to get to the second, but after that, I, I got to walk. I think Kirk Cousins, yes, is a major upgrade from anything the Falcons have had. I think if you have Cousins and the right coaching staff, you win the NFC South. I think you're a playoff team and all the fun things we want. But making a bad deal, which at, a, at the age 36 – we're starting to see quarterbacks doing what quarterbacks typically do, fall off the cliff. Some's 36, some 37, some 38. What we have to get out of our mind is what Tom Brady did. That wasn't real. That was the anomaly of all anomalies. Matt Ryan was in the greatest shape of any 37-year-old, and he fell off the cliff at 38. Brees so, kept it going. Enough, but he was a check-down merchant. And that's three years from now for uh, I know, but Cousins. The problem with Brees is you weren't going to win much when he's throwing four-yard passes. I don't True. think... I don't, I don't think that's what you want to get into. And the Saints are a different deal. The, the salary cap to them is a suggestion, right? And, and Breeze kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it was short, yep. short yardage stuff. Now, the numbers still looked fine. But this is not just, you know, Matt Ryan is my example. Breeze did start to show you signs. Peyton Manning, when it was over, it just ended. Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, 36, 37, 38 for most of them. Kirk Cousins, Probably won't be much different. I'd love to have them. It's not my money. They can do whatever they want. I would walk the hell away if he has to. If he if he wants guaranteed money for two or three years, I'm not doing it. I can't. That's not financially okay. sound. Now we can argue about that, and we feel a little differently about it. But if you're saying that the Falcons' attitude is they walk when the third year is demanded, or more guaranteed is than they're comfortable with is demanded. Well, both those are going to happen from somebody. Quarterbacks in the NFL right now, there's not nearly enough, and he is way, way, way proven. And only turning 36 two weeks before the season opener, mm-hmm. I'll take him. 30, that's not so bad. Age 36 is fine. It's um, 37 and 38 I'm worried about. Well, it may turn out to be okay. And in this environment for quarterbacks in the NFL, one team will. So if the Falcons, they well, that's too much money. Well, no, no, no. We just need to know. We don't need the commentary because we got three other teams that want to. I so promise I, you somebody, three and 90 or whatever. Let's go back to the 100. way the conversation started. You asked, you think the Vikings would be happy they had two more years? No, they had a chance. They watched Kirk every day. They saw what he did coming off a playoff year, and they went, no, we're not giving you three years. So what are they going to do with QB? I don't know. They don't know either, but they might bring Kirk back. I they think, might do something else. Okay. But what does that tell you that they watched him every day, made the playoffs with him, and went, 
That's not always the right choice. It doesn't mean it's the right. They, you and I like to live by something. Sure. They watch him every day. I know. I know. Why, why wouldn't they give him three guarantees? Um, they too, gave it's him. Too risky. It was a one-year deal for thirty-five million. Yep. I think Which you, I would do in a heartbeat. If you told the Vikings you could have two and seventy remaining, I don't know what the money would have been. The three-year deal might not have cost you as much as the one-year deal. But if they had two and seventy left, I think they would take it. I think they might do it now, but on their terms, not three. Yeah. I don't think I, I, you're nuts if you give a thirty-six-year-old guaranteed three years. So he's gonna. Doesn't so make it so smart. That, that means that's what the market is. Sometimes no, no, you get no. Baker forty no, no, million. No, no, that no. means what that's what the market that, is. That means there's desperation. That doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, desperate yeah. quarterback market. I walk away just because, just because it's out there. I got to go do something more. Find a plan B. Do something else. I can't spend just bad money. And we won't know it in the moment. But in year two, like if the Falcons at thirty six would have signed Matt Ryan to a new guaranteed three year deal, we would have been like killing them in year three when Matt fell off the cliff. I give you Bijan. Eight and my next three number ones to move up to one to get Caleb Williams. Now, if Caleb is it your fifteen-year starter or ten-year starter, that's worth it. Um, is that desperate? Yeah, but you have to have a quarterback. It's suicide. You've seen him. You know how strong he is. You can't win. It's time to win. Shucks, dinner. Served up by our next chop shop, a fresh modern expression of the classic American steakhouse. Sales guy beat me out of card last week. I was sad, but most weeks I get three cards, and it's just an exemplary meal. Uh, I've told you, the best Caesar in Atlanta, great desserts. My wife swears by them. Tremendous ribeye. Uh, get the onion rings on the table. Figure out a way. Uh, great bar scene. Just a fantastic place to go. Love you, Arnett's. All right. The way this works is we give you guys your category. You'll get 60 seconds. You're trying to outpoint Chuck. If we have a tie, we go to overtime. If you win, you walk away with a gift card from Arnett's Chop Shop. Your categories today are Tigers, Sunday, and Red. I see what we're doing there, and I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Brian Gephardt's going to be your host with the most today. Let me welcome in our first contestant. Here's Jack, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Jack, how are you? Hey, fellas. How are you doing? We're just living the dream, Jack. Thanks for playing yes. along with us. Is this a uh, first time, or have you done this before? Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm, I'm sure ex- you get that all the time. No, I'm excited when I hear that. It makes me very happy. Uh, Let's what, go, baby. <laughs> what do you do for work, uh, Jack? I am a uh, high school educator. Are you one of these guys who doesn't want to say the school, or do you want to throw them a bone? Do, I'm sorry, say that again? Do you want to say the school? Because everybody shies away when I ask you what school, and they're like, Yeah, oh, I better, I better be careful I about that. Like, yeah. Is it a secret? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not a secret, but if it's after four, I could probably say something. Oh, I, I got you. Yeah. What, what county? I'm in for size. Okay, I'm going to start narrowing it down. All right, Jack, your, <laughs> ca- <laughs> your category options here are tigers, Sunday, or red. Let's go Tigers. Tigers it is. Let's put 60 seconds on Jack's plate clock. We'll see if you can win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Mike the Tiger is the live mascot for this SEC school. That is correct. Tiger Woods is teeing it up today. What is Tiger Woods' legal first name? Eldrick. That is right. Tigers were a major part of the act for this German-American magical duo. Siegfried and Roy. That is correct. Comerica Park is the home of this professional. Tigers. He's on fire. Steve Harvey is the current host for this game show. Uh, The one with the square. Uh, Family Feud. That is correct. This is the national language for the Ivory Coast. What does this have to do with the Tigers? French. That is correct. Simple math. 132 divided by 11 equals what? 12. That is correct. All right, uh, Jack, good work. Hold on one second. I'm going to tell you this. Chuck is going to get all these. And if he doesn't, something's gone horribly wrong. Somebody grab Chuck from there. He comes from the isolation chamber. All I'm saying is this is wheelhouse for Chuck. These are layups. These, this is a layup line before the game. Like these are, uh, these are four-foot putts. Hi, Chuck. Hi, I'm thrown off. Uh, speakers are up outside, so I had to go down the hall. Oh, no. That's so, on me. That's on me. I'm out of my comfort zone. Did you go to the right? Uh, yeah, I went down to the place where the chair is. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, again, these are layups for you. If All you, right, if, well, let's go then. If you miss one of these, this is missing a bunny. All right, change the name of the game. Let's give Chuck three cards. All right, it's called Win Chuck's Bunny. Uh, take a deep breath. Mm. Is that all? <sighs> I do it. All right, to Chuck, your category is Tigers. Tigers. Let's put 60 seconds on Chuck's play clock. Let's see if he can keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Mike the Tiger is the live mascot for this SEC school. That is correct. Tiger Woods is teeing it up today. What is Tiger Woods' legal first name? Eldrick? That is correct. 
Tigers were a major part of the act for this German-American magical duo. Oh, that was uh, Siegfried and Roy. Yes, Got that's one of them right. Ate the guy's neck. Mm-hmm. Comerica Park is the home of this professional sports franchise. Uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey is the current host for this game show. Family Feud, and he's funny. Yeah. This is the national language for the Ivory Coast. Uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, I believe they speak French. They do. <laughs> and simple math, 132 divided by 11 equals what? Uh, that'd be 12. Uh, that is correct. Told you. Layups. Layups! Uh, did, was there a contestant who also got it seven? So that was Jack. They were layups. I mean. Well, let's see. Let me add Jack. Jack got one, two, three. He got seven as well. You know what that means. With the score tied. I know what it used to mean. I mean, going to Chuck had a card. Don't talk over the production. It means overtime. The special overtime rules in the playoffs. So the way this is going to work, the caller and Chuck will be offered the same question. Whoever comes closest is going to walk away with a Arnett's Chop Shop gift card. All right, uh, Jack, here is your question. Brian, go ahead. Tigers are a very endangered species. According to the World Wildlife Fund, how many tigers are currently on Earth? Ooh, I'll say 5,000. All right, let's get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber there. He'll be given the same question that Jack was offered. Brian Gephardt again offered Chuck the same question, please. I protest this overtime thing, by the way. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it'll work better when I got the card. Gotcha. We'll see you in a minute. Ah. Tigers are a very endangered species. According to the World Wildlife Fund, how many tigers are currently on Earth? Oh, uh, 4,000. All right, actual retail price. 5,574. You know what that means, Chuck. Congratulations to Jack. He's a winner. He said 5,000. You said 4,000. You're dumb. Everybody knows there's 5,000 tigers. Everybody. How did you not know that? A little let down by this. You win. Jack, congratulations. A little let down by this. Take uh, maybe some of uh, your other high school teachers there in that Forsyth County school, and you guys go enjoy Arnett's Chop Shop. Congratulations. All right, let's move on to our next. Jack really want to win this way? I think he did. He really earned it. I was impressed. Chuck back to the isolation chamber. Here's Witt, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Hi, Witt. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. Are you having a great day? I am. Yeah? You ever played with us before, Wit? I have not. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. First-time caller. That's exciting. Uh, Wit, what do you do uh, for a living? I'm in school currently. Really? What grade? I'm 10th grade. 10th grade. Are you allowed to say what school, or is that off-limits? Like, nobody wants to say what schools they're in. I'm not going to say what, which school. What the hell kind of world is nobody knowing? Okay, fine, Wit. Uh, 10th grade, so that makes you, like, what are you, like, 16? I am 16. 16. You have a car? I do. Oh, so you can drive to Arnett's. Do you have a girl that you can take on a date there? Yes. What's her name? India. I think you just picked a country. <laughs> I she, did not. She's real? Yes. It's not like India Glass? No. Okay, never mind. All right, Wade, I'm glad we got to know each other. Your category options here are Sunday or Red. I'm going to do red. Red it is. Let's put 60 seconds on your game clock. Here's your chance to win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Red Auerbach won nine NBA titles during the 50s and 60s while coaching for this franchise. The Bulls. That's incorrect. The Big Red Machine won four National League pennants for Cincinnati in this decade. Pass. During his Big Red sponsorship deal, this fictional race car driver said... If you don't chew Big Red, then F you. Pass. Purple minus red equals what color? Blue. That is correct. Jeff Probst is the current host for this reality game show. Jeopardy. Mm, that was incorrect. This is the national language for Taiwan. Pass. Hmm. Simple math, 32 divided by 8 equals what? Four. That is correct. All right, circling back around. All right, there you go. Wit, hold on one second. We get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber. That was Wit, the uh, 10th grader. Has a girlfriend named India. Has his own car. If he wins, he is driving her over to Arnett's. Sounds like a uh, put-together young man. I like him a lot. He's a longtime listener and a first-time caller. A little tough to get all seven answers and not get a card. Just, I just want to say that, but I'm fine to move on. I told you the Falcons had a lead the entire Super Bowl, didn't get a trophy. A little tough. Just tough. saying. So uh, you're playing against a kid, 10th grader. 
Just go easy on him. That's all I'm saying. All right. And at some point, if he Gumption. if he sets uh, fire to the living room rug, go easy on him. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, your category here, Chuck, is uh, is red. Arnett, you be careful, young man. You get into Arnett's. All right. you? Red. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Understand that menu. One more. <laughs> the reverb. First lady's lucky. All right, here we go. 60 seconds on Chuck's plate clock. We'll see if he can keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Red Auerbach won nine NBA titles during the 50s and 60s while coaching for this franchise. Boston. That is correct. The Big Red Machine won four National League pennants for Cincinnati in this decade. 70s. That is correct. During his Big Red sponsorship deal, this fictional race car driver said, if you don't chew Big Red, then F you. Is that Ricky Bobby? That is correct. Shake and bake. Purple minus red equals what color? Oh, gosh. Purple what? Purple minus red equals what color? If you have purple and you take red Ooh, out? Take it out of there. Minus would be a giveaway. What would that make it? Well, that's mm. the question. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Probst is current is the current host for this reality game show. Oh, uh, that is uh, Survivor. That is correct. This is the national language for Taiwan. Uh, English. Eh? Simple math, 32 divided by 8 equals what? Uh, 24. What? What? That is incorrect. 32 minus 8? Is that a new math? 32 minus 8? Divided by. Divided by. Mm, Yeah. Got to listen, you know? Holy cow. Frick! Yeah, that's tough. Colors and numbers are tough. I know it. But you said minus. We did say minus on the color. Right. But you You did purple and you took red out? Red's in purple? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Red and blue. You're looking for blue. Yeah. Really? So you got four. It's not bad. It's not good. No, I had more than that. I had at least six. No, no, no. You struggled. Five, probably. You, you five. Struggled. Now, you're, the good news for you is Witt was born in uh, 2007, so he didn't really know the Red Hour back era nor the, the 1970s Steelers. You can't win! So Witt got two. But you shouldn't feel great about it. That was that was a pitcher's duel right there. You scattered some hits and you got out of it, so that's a big dub for you. Look, look at him. He doesn't care. He's so I happy. had five. <laughs> you had four. I'm pretty sure I had five. You had five minus one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's right. All right. Our final contestant is John, who joins us on the fan with a chance to win Chuck's dinner. Hi, John. How's it going, Matt? Doing well, my friend. Uh, have you ever played the game with us? Yeah, I played last Christmas around the uh, time of the TCU game, and I thought I had tied, but I guess I didn't. But uh, oh. So I'm back to try to redeem myself. I love you. you got to get over that. But I like how it drives you. It's like it's what spurs you it's on. Been, it's just been it's, it's been bothering me for sure. a whole year. You're like the Braves. This is Winchuck's dinner or bust. Uh, your category All this right. time around is Sunday. Sunday. Well, I could have done well in that red one. But, I know. Uh, I'll take Sunday. Yeah, sir. Listen, you're going to do well in this, John. I have a great feeling. Let's put 60 seconds on his game clock. He, he can. I know he can. Let's see if he can win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Sunday, Bloody Sunday was released in 1983 by this European band. You too. That is correct. What do Christians call the Sunday before Easter? Uh, Palm Sunday. That's right. The Sunday night football theme is currently sang by this star singer. Jerry Underwood. That is right. What is the Spanish word for Sunday? Um, pass. Drew Carey is the current host for this game show. Price is right. That is right. This is the national language for Guyana. Uh, French. That is incorrect. Simple math, 54 divided by 9 equals what? Six. That is right. Circling back, what is the Spanish word for Sunday? Sabado. Mm, That is incorrect. All right, uh, John, hold on one second. Let's get Chuck back from the isolation chamber there. We'll see if he can uh, hold up his end of the bargain. Now, that was John, his uh, opponent in this round. John played last Christmas, thought he had won. Maybe some chicanery happened, something around TCU. I really lost uh, focus on what he was saying, but he's back for revenge. Oh, yeah, story. I think his uh, motto was win Chuck's dinner or bust. All right. Okay. Your Your category this time around, Chuck, is Sunday. Sunday. Deep breath. Good. Okay. I like it. Let's put 60 seconds on his game clock. We'll see. If, yeah, it sounds bad. We'll see if Chuck can uh, keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Sunday Bloody Sunday was released in 1983 by this European band. You too. That is right. What do Christians call the Sunday before Easter? Uh, Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's right. The, sun, the Sunday night football theme is currently sang by this star singer. 
Is it Carrie Underwood still? That is right. What is the Spanish word for Sunday? Oh, God. Uh, sabado. That is incorrect. Oh, is that Saturday? Mm. Ah, Sabado Guillante. Mm. Frick! <laughs> Drew Carey is the current host for this game show. Uh, Price is right. That is correct. Ah! This is the national language for Guyana. Uh, that would be French. That is incorrect. That would be English. Mm. <laughs> Simple math, 54 divided by 9 equals what? Divided by 9? Divided I would by. say 6. That is correct. Anything else? Now you get six. So you got five. And I think you were looking for Domingo. Mm. Memory serves for my yeah! second year of Spanish. Uh, Domingo, is that correct? Look at me. I'm not having a good day. So you got five. It's not bad. I didn't, I didn't, expect, I didn't know we were doing this today. Well, it's Thursday. Uh, it sneaks up on you every week. So you got five and so did John. No! Yeah. I'm giving a lot of right answers to be going to overtime again. Yeah. With the score tied, and at the end of regulation, we'll go into overtime. That's right. There are special overtime rules yep. in the playoffs. Yep. So here's the way it's going to work. Uh, again, uh, Brian, you will offer the same question to John that you will offer to Chuck. Whoever's closest is a winner. I want, I'll choose the question first. You want him to – you want to – I don't care. Oh, no, he's on hold. He'll hear it. Never mind. Get out. Leave. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. It was a Kyle Shanahan thing. That was funny. He's not even a dad, and that was funny. That was very good. Uh, John, here you go. Here's your question. Ready? John, how many monthly listeners does you two currently have on Spotify? Hmm. I'm sorry. Who, who has how many listeners? Yeah. You two? Here, listen real quick. How many Spotify. monthly listeners does you two currently have on Spotify? 80,000. All right. Let's get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber. He'll be offered the same question that John was offered. Whoever's closest is walking away with a card. I don't feel good about this. All right, Chuck, here you go. Here's your question. All right, Chuck. How many monthly listeners does U2 currently have on Spotify? No, monthly listeners. There's a bunch of people in the world. (laughs) I like the way. I like his thinking. Good start. All right, I'm going to say monthly listeners or subscribers? Monthly listeners. On Spotify for U2. Mm -hmm. That's the question. We're doing great. Uh, I'm going to say 40 million. 40 million a month. (laughs) What's the actual retail price? 22 million 5,000. Guess who won? Chuck. Is that right? They get $22 million a month? $22 million a month. Is that month. possible? And 5000 And just Spotify. Just right. Spotify. Just Spotify. Just right. listeners. John said 80000 Oh, well, he came up short, didn't he? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. You almost kept a minute, Chuck. If you went 10 mil more. That's true. What? A lot of right answers it. to only get two cars and almost one. Fire up the band. We need to re- like review the process. You made me skate too much. You had to work. You made me skate. You had to work, but you did well you in the end. pushing me hard. Yep. All right, so congratulations to our winner and to Chuck. Thanks to Arnett's Chop Shop. Everybody go see Michael Arnett and the great team at Arnett's for the best meal you're going to have in Atlanta. All right, coming up next, we kick it around with a guy who will try to teach something new to Chuck. And I'll just give you a hint. It has something to do with his feet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it next. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on this Thursday afternoon. We're on the fan, which means we're on FM at 93.7, booming FM stick. We're on AM. Still trying to keep that alive. But it is sunny outside, so the AM signal's doing great. And the 680 of the fan mobile app, which means you can hear us all around the world, which I think our next guest will appreciate because the uh, game that we're talking about is the world's game. JT Batson, kind enough to join us in studio. The CEO of U.S. Soccer, Chuck, sit up. You've got a CEO in studio. Uh, I'm sure, Dan. I mean, my goodness. JT, thanks for stopping by. Good to see you. <laughs> Great to be here. So we have a lot to talk about, but first I want to start with the She Believes Cup, which is coming to uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium April 6th. We're going to have a match uh, between the U.S. Uh, women's national team and Japan. Now, tickets are available. You can go to ussoccer.com, Ticketmaster, anywhere else. So that's where we'll start, but I want to kind of broaden it out. Sure. Boy, Atlanta has become as vibrant a community for soccer, and I mean at all levels, it's just about anywhere in the country, and I'm sure you've seen that happen over the last several years. Absolutely, and, and you know, proof point for that, we've already set a new uh, ticket sales record for the She Believes Cup. We've already surpassed that, and obviously the game's not until April 6th. April 6th. Our goal is to fill the bowl. we got four teams in the top 12 uh, in the world, uh, and remember our women playing the Olympics this summer, and we have a smaller number of rosters in the Olympics than you do for the Women's World Cup, so hot competition for those slots, so it should be awesome, uh, awesome two games, and should be a, a rocking good time at Mercedes-Benz. 
A little further down the calendar, got about two years before the world comes here for a series of games, eight games going to be played in Atlanta. I was telling you a story in the break. We used to have a producer, Jack Van Grosky, and a big soccer fan. He and his wife went to Europe, I think, in 2010 for the Cup. And I was like, what was it like? He said, we went to the least popular, like the one we could get tickets to. He says, it was like the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Then we went to the next least. uh, He's like, it was like the Super Bowl, too. You have eight Super Bowls coming to Atlanta. Absolutely. And and to, I think, make it more local, it reminds me, actually, of eight Georgia-Florida games because they are just big parties. The uh, go to Super Bowl, you got a lot of guys in suits like me, maybe, you know, not so quite into the game. For these folks, they hang on every touch, every call, every move. Uh, This past uh, World Cup in Qatar, the Men's World Cup, I remember being at the uh, Mexico-Argentina game, and it felt like I was at church. Uh, just the passion and the swaying in the stands. It was unbelievable. And so it's going to be awesome here in Atlanta, and can't, can't wait for it. So let's talk about that for a couple of things. The economic impact of what it's going to mean. And just, we know Atlanta hosts big events well. There's a reason we had the Olympics, and there's Absolutely. a reason we've had Super Bowls and Final Four. So the undertaking is large, but Atlanta can handle it, and we know it's going to mean so much to the community. Absolutely. So uh, projections are hundreds of millions of dollars of economic impact uh, for Atlanta for the Men's World Cup. We also are bidding for the 27 Women's World Cup. Uh, FIFA's coming here this month as a part of site inspections. Uh, one of the big goals of uh, April 6th and, and packing uh, Mercedes-Benz where she believes is showing the world that this could be a spot for a Women's World Cup final, right. uh, which would be pretty darn cool. So let's kind of back up. And I, we were talking during the break. I have an 11-year-old who has gotten soccer obsessed from playing to we've got FIFA and, and I'm buying jerseys and Atlanta United. And he's explaining to me leagues around the world. Sure. I know everything now from premier to this, that, and the other that he's explaining to me. What are we seeing with the growth from a young age and how it's impacting now with the fact that we are getting eight World Cup matches? Absolutely. And we are getting what we're looking for, the She Believes Cup. Like this is starting at a youth level and building up. Atlanta and Georgia more broadly has always been a soccer hotbed. And uh, there's some research that just came out a couple months ago that – Youth soccer is the only youth participation sport that's that's growing. Uh, so sport on the rise. You got the Copa America this summer. Our men's team's going to be here in Atlanta playing in Copa America. You, you, got would, the, you, you wouldn't know a guy with tickets to that, would you? Uh, you know, may, mm. maybe, okay. maybe. Just maybe, asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah, exactly. I think there's an 11-year-old who we got to make sure <laughs> is there. He's already hit me up several times on well, that one. Well, perfect. Well, that, well, that we can consider sorted. But uh, then obviously got the Club World Cup. Uh, coming in 2025, the first time ever expanded FIFA Club World Cup, which Atlanta is well positioned for that as well. Then the Men's World Cup in 26, the Women's World Cup hopefully in 27. That's a heck of a yeah. run of soccer, and so there's no better time to be a soccer fan in, in the U.S. So we know, I mean, I say it's the world sport. J.T. Batson's in the studio with us, by the way, the CEO of U.S. Uh, US soccer. So football is our sport. Sure. But globally, soccer is the most popular sport yep. everywhere else. What have we seen between the and the World Cup's always the time where we all you know wave the flag and we get behind it. Sure, but in general, whether it's things like MLS yep. or friendlies that come to town, what are we seeing across, across the globe now as far as the popular sort of nature of where soccer is in comparison to let's say football and other sports? Sure. So if you think about uh, Atlanta United and the sort of rabid fan base, I've I've you know I've been I grew up as a Falcons fan. I grew up in Augusta. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, the, join the club. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you uh, didn't choose it. It chose you. The, absolutely. Uh, and you know, obviously, Falcons have always had great fans. Atlanta United, you go to those fans. Unreal. The atmosphere there. And and so what we're seeing with Major League Soccer, with NWSL on the women's side, the just growth of the game overall, it's it's pretty darn cool. I am old enough to remember the famous Pele soccer bowl game in, sure. New, in Giant Stadium way sure, back in the day. Yeah. I am convinced the fix was in. That's <laughs> where the final was going to be as sort of an homage. So we were never going to get the final here. Um, but that's not true. We were a candidate as much as anybody, right? A- absolutely. And I think the eight games and a semifinal shows how much you know we believe and FIFA believes that's, that Atlanta is a soccer city and, and is a part of us you know, making Atlanta our home. Our goal is to make Atlanta the soccer capital of the world. You need to go on the record. It was history. You can't beat history. Like, they were, we were never going to get that game. So, <laughs> Well, you mentioned uh, the U.S. headquarters are coming to Atlanta. What is that going to mean for the city? Paint me the picture, the scope of what that means for Atlanta and soccer in general. Sure. So, uh, overall, our goal is to make this the biggest and best uh, training facility in the world. Uh, it's a 200-acre project just south of the airport in Fayette County. Uh, it'll be our headquarters. It'll be the home of all 27 of our national teams, and it'll be the home for anybody who cares about soccer in this country. And so uh, we're incredibly excited about making Atlanta our home and, and bringing all sorts of soccer here, you know, building on the, the, the great success of, of what's been here to date. Here's what I'm thinking, JT. 
between now and 2026, you and I become very close friends. Sounds good. And I don't know, maybe that year, I'm just picking that year. I don't know what happens that year. Yeah, maybe yeah. we're just hanging out and yeah. you know, there's tickets floating around the office sure. for the World Cup. And, you know, if there's overflow. Like, yeah. look, Matt tickets, grabs a couple. Tickets have been known to get lost. That's what happens. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Buzelos, that's the thing in the past, right? I, that's I'm right. hoping. Please. I'm okay. really, just, really, yeah. really hoping. Okay. I'm really hoping. It, it is, honestly, a very exciting time for our city. And, again, the She Believes Cup is a chance for us to really show off. And this is a great soccer community from the youth level to the pro level. She Believes Cup coming to Mercedes-Benz Stadium April 6th with the U.S. national team against Japan. Again, you can get your tickets now. You can go to ussoccer.com or any of the secondaries, Ticketmaster, to get those. And uh, it's going to be a great time. JT, thanks for stopping by. We're yeah. really excited. Thanks for having me. Thanks for stopping in. Appreciate There's JT Batson, CEO. Sit up. It's the CEO of U.S. Soccer. No, we're boys now. All right. Okay. I just want to make sure you show proper reverence to a CEO. We don't get many muckety mucks around here in studio. All right. Coming up, Georgia's, uh, Georgia's just got an evaluation that's even more impressive when you consider all the other numbers involved. We'll tell you why next. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.